Hello and welcome to the Health Advocate Podcast Episode 5. My name is Rebecca Haddock and I'm the Director of the Diebel Institute for Health Policy Research here at the Australian Healthcare and Hospitals Association. For those of you who aren't familiar with the Diebel Institute, we are the research arm of AAHA and our mission is to help ensure that evidence is a cornerstone for health policy development in Australia. And we do this by forming practical connections between researchers, policymakers and practitioners, and also by creating opportunities for our university partners to translate research into good health policy and practice. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Michaela Jorgensen. Michaela is a research fellow at the Centre for Health Systems and Safety Research at Macquarie University. Michaela is also the inaugural recipient of the Jeff Sheverton Memorial Scholarship. Hi Michaela, welcome to the Health Advocate podcast. Thank you for having me today. So you're actually in camera today because we've been up at Parliament House to talk about some of the recommendations that have come out of your Diebel Health Policy Issues Brief that you developed as part of your scholarship. Um, But before we get to talking about your Health Policy Issues Brief, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you got to where you are? Um, I'm a health services researcher now, but actually I started my degree in speech pathology, um, which is quite a different field. I think like a lot of people in public health and health services research, people come from a lot of different backgrounds. And throughout my degree, I actually worked as a community care worker. And I eventually went into research working in cancer care and looking at age disparities in cancer care before now, where I'm working looking at older people again and looking at the care that they're receiving as part of the aged care system in the community and residential aged care. So you've got a bit of a passion for working in aged care. Yeah, and in my current role, I'm currently looking at using big data sets to try to understand a bit more about the care that older people receive, both in the community and in residential aged care. So I guess that leads us into your health policy issues brief. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so the uh, policy issues brief that I have came to AHA to have a look at was looking at the impact of the home care reforms and the impact that it's had on older people and also the workforce and the wider health system in general. And there's been a lot of changes for the care that people receive in the community. So the Home Care Packages program came about a few years ago and what it is is it's a a package of services for people with complex care needs who have chosen to receive their care at home rather than in residential aged care. And over the last few years um, there's been a number of reforms that have tried to uh, make the home care system more consumer directed and also a sustainable home care system moving forward into the future. So what are some of the recommendations that have, that have come out of your brief? Um, so the brief tried to synthesise a lot of the research and government policy documents that have gone on looking at the impact of the reforms. And there are a couple of key gaps in the reforms and, and how things have been evaluated to try to determine whether the reforms have had a positive impact for people, for who and, and why. So I think one of the key issues at the moment is that there isn't currently a good measure of the unmet demand for home care in the wider community. And that's a problem because one of the um, first steps that we can take towards making sure that everyone who has a need for home care services is able to access it is being able to understand who has needs for home care and where. And so one of the recommendations from the brief is that this sort of information about unmet demand from the wider community could be gained through adding questions to one of the existing population surveys that are currently undertaken. And so the Australian Bureau of Statistics Survey of Disability, Ageing and Carers 
one of the recommendations could be to include some questions around um, the wider community's need for formal aged care services. And through that, we'd be able to start to take the first steps towards removing the current limits on home aged care packages with the knowledge of how many people are going to need to access the program. And so do you have any other recommendations you've made? Um, So another key issue in the home care packages program has been um, the transition to allocating home care packages directly to um, an individual rather than the previous system, which was through providers. And this move is meant to facilitate people's choice and control about the providers that they choose to receive their care from. And one key problem in this area is that there's currently very little information for consumers or people wanting to receive home care to choose amongst providers. Um, So there is a number of ways that quality information about home care providers is currently collected, but this information isn't publicly available for people to help them make their choices. So that includes things like the reviews undertaken by the Australian Aged Care Quality Agency, which occur every three years for home care providers. That information is not yet publicly available for people. And another big area is quality indicators in home care. So a couple of years ago, there was a pilot program of the quality indicators, which included things that would be meaningful to people, such as um, well-being measures, goal attainment. And that pilot program, which is rolled out in residential aged care, has, has not yet been rolled out in home care. And that sort of information would allow people to know a bit more about the providers that they uh, need to choose from and also help to monitor evidence-based care and the quality that people are receiving in the new home care packages system. So a third um, recommendation from the issues brief is really around looking at um, the outcomes of people who receive home care. And at the moment, some people may have heard about the home care waiting list, which currently is sitting at about 108,000 people who have been approved for home care but haven't yet been able to receive it. And that's because there's a limit on the number of home care packages that are available at any one time. And one of the recommendations from our brief is to use some of the data sources that already exist to start to understand what's happening to people in the home care queue, whether they're entering into residential aged care sooner than they would be if they were able to receive the care that they were approved for, and really being able to see whether the costs of not releasing more home care packages for people outweighs the costs of people's uh, poorer outcomes while they're waiting to receive home care. So if you'd like to hear more about the home care reforms, the full brief is available on the AHHA website. Michaela, you spent six weeks with us earlier this year in Canberra through the scholarship program, working on the brief. So what were your expectations of the scholarship? Um, I didn't really know actually what to expect um, when I came along on my first day. I don't have any previous health policy experience, so it was really all very new to me coming in. And I hope we didn't frighten you off. <laughs> so if, if you didn't have any expectations, what, what did you learn or experience that surprised you? It was really different to my normal everyday research is that uh, the sort of takeaways or the key messages really need to be distilled and actionable and they really need to hit home with sort of key players. So in the department or up at Parliament House or sort of in that political sphere? Yeah, so really um, getting down to the nub of the issue and what can actually be done about it in clear, 
um, steps. And I think that's something that as a researcher, you try to make come through in your research, but I think that the experience has really honed that skill and being able to take away what should change, what's what's going on and what should change. So what, what are you going to take away from the experience? I think it really has influenced, um, even just over the last few months, my writing and also my priorities for future research in really trying to make an impact in not just the research that I'm currently undertaking, but the research that I plan to undertake from the very beginning, understanding how the sorts of research that I might undertake can actually really make a difference in how policies are formulated and that real actionable nature of what should happen next as a result. So has anything happened to you as a result of the experience of the scholarship? Um, I've been really lucky to be able to come down today. Um, My um, issues brief was released a couple of weeks ago and I've been able to meet with um, some people about the um, issues brief and also been able to chat with some online publications about this issue and I think it's quite timely at the moment with a lot of the things that are going on in the home care space and so this has really opened doors for being able to actually connect with a wider community than I normally would about the research that I undertake. So a bit of research translation in action. Yes, absolutely. Excellent. So would you recommend undertaking a scholarship? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think particularly for early career researchers, being able to really see that your research has had an impact on things that are happening. And I think just really being able to understand what you can do that might be able to translate into making a difference. So, Michaela, thank you for joining us. If you'd like to find out more information on the Diebel Health Policy Research Scholarships Program, you can find it on the AHA website. Thank you.